Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora, my name's Compass and you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Um, so this is the first show that um, I'm recording since uh, the Christchurch, Christchurch Massacre, which sort of came out of nowhere and I was sort of expecting to do a couple of shows on um, Pride and how Pride is going, but obviously after what's happened, uh, it's not really been a time to celebrate. Um, So I guess I just wanted to take this opportunity to talk about, you know, what's happened and um, how we're processing and where to go from here. So, yeah. Obviously, I can't at all understand what's happened. Like happened, it's really hard to process because I don't know. I think I, I still have a hard time thinking about the fact that this happened in New Zealand. Like, especially uh, living in the the North Island, everything feels a bit distant. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't. I've been to Christchurch before, but also like it's not my home and. Um, I can't imagine how it feels to live somewhere where this terrible thing has happened and just feeling, I guess, scared for your life. I, I, I just can't understand it on an emotional level or anything like that. So I'm just trying to bumble my way through this and, you know, see if we can all maybe process together or see what we can do as a community to help not only our Muslim whānau but anybody else that was really affected by this which I I think we all have on one level or another where you know I think especially when Pride was still uh you know everything was still going and we were still planning on having Pride and out in the park I was that that evening I was just absolutely terrified because I was like, I'm going to go to Pride because I can't let my community be out there without me uh, showing our support and all that. But at the same time, I was just terrified because I was like, I think something's going to happen and I don't feel safe. And it was a really terrifying experience that I never really thought I would have. And I have so much empathy and so much sympathy for... um, all of the people that are going through that every single day of of their lives because of not only this, but because of other uh, discrimination that they faced. Um, So I I sort of came into this without a game plan because I, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. So I can't be like, you know, this is how you handle grief. This is how you handle this massive thing that, I don't think anybody really knows how to handle because it's foreign and surprising and I don't know, it's just, as I said, really hard to process. So um, I guess what I wanted to talk about was just um, really bringing it back to the rainbow community because that's really all I can speak on. I'm a Pakeha person, I don't, I've never experienced racism and, you know, I cannot speak for a community that I am not a part of. Um, so 
the best I can do is speak from a community that I am a part of, that I understand, and that really needs to do better, I suppose. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was um, the discrimination that we have within our own community. Um, we have a lot of racism, we have a lot of ableism, and we even have um, discrimination against each other, pe members of our community. We have bi-erasure, we have transphobia within our community. Our community is not perfect, accepting and amazing all of the time. We definitely have accepting and amazing people in our community, but there are people that are racist. There are people that are biphobic and transphobic and ableist that make it an unsafe space for certain people. And it's so important that we not only hold those people accountable, but we don't give them the platform to take our community and turn it into this toxic wasteland of crap. Um, that's the, the running name at the moment, toxic wasteland of crap. That's, that's, uh, that's my, you know, I suggest we use that instead of racism, <laughs> toxic wasteland of crap. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, when we talk about this, I obviously cannot speak for people that actually face racism from our community as a Pakeha person. Um, I, I do have, uh, for the disabled community, I do have ADHD, so I do s sort of identify within the disabled community, but again, it's everybody has different experiences. I don't know what it it's like to experience a physical disability. Um, I don't know what it's like to have a really, really serious um, mental disability or um, being like really neurodivergent, um, which is, you know, makes it sort of hard for me to actually talk about this because a lot of the time, I just don't want to talk for other people because I think that they should have their own voice. But also, I think it's important for everybody to just get up and say, this is not okay, I'm going to call you out. And even though I might not be a part of this community or might not face the same struggles that everybody in this community faces, I am going to stand up and I'm going to make sure that you know that this is not okay, what you're doing is not okay. Um, which I guess is sort of, it can be hard, especially when you're surrounded by people that um, maybe aren't outright racist or ableist but are sort of more of that undercover discrimination that have that undercover prejudice you know um which is something that we talk about with Inside Out when we go and do um we run workshops for workplaces and school groups and I actually had one this morning um with Hutt Hospital and something we talk about is how homophobia and transphobia and biphobia a lot of the time they're not really overt like a lot of the time you're not getting people getting beat up behind dumpsters or having people like s knock your books out of your hand like you see in movies or you know it a lot of the time it's just people around you people your friends or people in your class or in your workplace using slurs or um saying things that just make you feel isolated and alone and it's it's hard especially when people think that 
um, bullying or discrimination or prejudice only comes in its really overt forms, um, but it doesn't. Like um, there's the the pyramid of hate, you know, which we see it like starts low level. It starts with slurs or not calling people out, being a bystander, and then it goes into something that is really, really violent and really, really dangerous and fatal for a lot of people. So I feel, you know, responsibility. I I feel guilt for not using this platform to directly call out people that are racist, that are ableist, that have any sort of prejudice or discriminate against other people because... um, we all have a responsibility to make sure that our whānau is safe in this country and that nobody is being discriminated against, whether, you know, on the level of saying slurs or or misgendering you or whatever it is, or if it does rise to that level of people um, not getting jobs or getting fired or um, even going into violence really overt overt discrimination and yeah I guess as I said before I can't be a spokesperson for these communities but I can be a spokesperson for my community as a Pakiha queer person I can call out people from my own community that are doing all of this crap and maybe aren't thinking about the consequences of it or are genuinely trying to hurt people. And all I can really do is call them out and try and do my part to make it stop. Um, So I guess going into that is that, you know, the rainbow community is a very Western-based thing. You know, um, Pride started in America. If you listen to the episode on uh, the Stonewall riots, Um, You'll know a little bit about that. Um, And, you know, our entire Pride movement is sort of a really Western thing. A lot of our um, terminology and our labels are really Western. Like, um, we don't really have, at least not in New Zealand, we don't have terms in different languages for different identities. We have takatapui and whafene, but even with that, we see people that are part of the um, Māori or Pacifica using Western terms because people will actually understand or know what their identities are, which is such a shame because, you know, people deserve to use the labels that are right for them without having to conform to this Western ideal uh, just so that Pākehā people will understand them. And I think that's such a shame. I think that's something that we really have to stand up against is letting people use terms from their own communities um, as well as just, you know, embracing the fact that people might not feel comfortable with Western terms because they are so based in colonization and so, you know, overtly Pākehā, so overtly white. And I think it's okay um, to not want to use those terms. Because, you know, there is absolutely no reason why you should not use terminology from your own culture, from your own language. And I think as Pākehā people, we need to encourage people to use that terminology and educate ourselves on that terminology so that um, people don't feel like they have to 
conform simply because we won't understand. And I think that's a something really sad that people will have to go through and I don't at all think that that's okay. Um, yeah, and even with more overt racism, we definitely see racism in our, our community um, definitely against if it's your ethnicity is sort of associated with a religion. Um, like our, our Muslim Muslim Fano and our um, Arabic Fano, like um, obviously the rainbow community, we have a, you know, an up and down relationship with religion for obvious reasons. A lot of the time uh, religion sort of condemns being queer Sorry, I, I use queer as a an umbrella term. It's something I feel comfortable using. I'm sorry if uh, uh, you don't like the term, but I'm I am going to use it because I feel comfortable using it. Um, but yeah, especially when your ethnicity is so closely linked to a religion, I think that that isolates you even more in the community. Um, even if you know you're a Christian queer people often get like slack for being religious and being rainbow simply because religion has so historically oppressed rainbow people and I think you know that lends a hand in racism um and I think that's something that we really need to fight against people can have their beliefs and still be rainbow it doesn't having a religious belief does not make you any less rainbow, any less valid as a human being. It just means you believe the world in a different way, which is amazing. Like, everybody should be able to interact with the world around them in a different way and think about it in a different way, and that should be accepted and okay, which I think it's it's such a shame that we don't see more... Um, maybe rainbow-friendly churches or synagogues or temples, you know, or mosques. I think it's really important that religious rainbow people also feel like they belong and feel like they have a place within their religion and also within the community. And especially when that leads to, you know, racism or, or discrimination, it's even more important that people have a safe space that they can worship in or that they can be themselves in. And I think, you know, it's so difficult, you know, to not feel like you belong anywhere, which I think a lot of people in the rainbow community really relate to because that's a common experience that a lot of us have, even if it's just for, like, a second where you're like, my my family's not going to love me anymore or whatever it is, you know, that's some an experience that we can all sort of relate to. And yet, for some reason, some people are getting, you know, gate-kept gay, gay from our community just because they're religious or because they come from a different culture where perhaps um, being queer isn't as widely accepted within their society and I don't think that's okay to say you can't be a part of this community or sort of gatekeep people just because of the culture that they grew up in or because of who they um believe in or worship you know it's let's let's stop doing that <laughs> pronto it's it's done now 
I I just yeah I can't I can't stand seeing that and especially even less now it is unacceptable and it is wrong and disgusting to gatekeep uh, gatekeep people from our community um and I guess it's it's hard to draw the line especially with religion um you know because it does discriminate against um queer people so much but you know every individual has their own individual beliefs and own individual identity and it's not our job as a community to say rainbow people cannot be religious or cannot come from this culture or cannot bring their cultural you know um terms or beliefs into our community because our community is broad and it is it is amazing for the most part of how many different walks of life we see within our community and I think that's something that we really need to step up and embrace not only for um you know uh, Maori identi- uh, identities or um, Pacifica identities, but also for even broaden that any any identity wherever they come from. You know, we really need to be prepared to have people that don't identify with Western labels. We need to be prepared for people that worship, you know, a different god or a god at all. You know, we we need to educate ourselves and be prepared for these people that are already in our community but for some reason we just seem to keep on forgetting about or pretending that they don't exist which is not true and it's it's erasure that's that's what it is it's erasure and it's it creates prejudices within our community and the same thing goes for for ableism um you know, I think we've taken really good um, strides to try and make our um, our community and our our events more inclusive, and making sure they're accessible for wheelchairs or people that can't walk for long amounts of time, um, as well as you know people that are maybe on the ASD spectrum. Making sure that you know everything sort of works for those people that either think differently or have different needs and I think it's super important that we make a safe space for everyone every single person deserves to have their needs taken care of within our community and I think it's a shame that it's taken this horrific horrific act of violence even for me to just talk about this on air and that entirely falls on me I should I should have been more proactive beforehand and I think that was something that I didn't really recognize at least not within our you know tiny bubble um but I as a Pakiha person will definitely try and take more strides to be more inclusive and just be better about you know, making sure that everybody feels safe in a space. Um, so I guess now is probably a good time to take a break and listen to some music. So I actually went searching around trying to find some 
music that um, wasn't, you know, from America or from England or a Western place. Um, and I actually managed to find the song. Um, and I apologize. I think I'm going to say this wrong. But um, it's a by a, a band called um, or a person named Mashro uh, Leila. Um, so this song is, um, I found this online, so I apologize if this is slightly incorrect, um, but it's a song about um, a relationship between a young man and his boyfriend um, who sort of um, walked away and left him alone. And um, it, the song sort of talks about how they want to be a couple with a normal life in a society that stands against them so much. Um, yeah, so this is Shim El Yasmin.
tracker Den sade That was Shem El Yasmin by Mashrao Leila. Um, yeah, oh, it's a lovely song. I just really enjoy it. Um, yeah, so uh, we don't really have a lot of time left. We have about four minutes left. Um, so I guess just to wrap up what was said is that um, we as a rainbow community need to work together and we need to be better to all of our whānau out there with intersecting um, identities, people with different cultural identities, um, from different ethnic backgrounds, from different religions, um, even people with uh, disabilities and even people within our own community. We need to stop um, discriminating against um bisexual people and erasing their identities and we also need to be better just to each other because our community is so unique and the fact that our community is basically a second family I don't think I've met a single queer person that I haven't been I will protect you with my life I will do anything for you I love you um you know it's so important that we stick together despite our differences and that we support each other no matter what. Yeah. So thank you. Um, you were just listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. <laughs>